You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi. Dave, we are back. We are. And, uh, and, and you know what, Dave? Um, in, in, a, uh, in the time-honored tradition of adventures and collecting, what, what should I not do this week? Go swimming 15 minutes <laughs> after reading. <laughs> I mean, that is summer appropriate, so that's, a, that's great advice. But I was thinking something a little different. Um... Is it burying the lead? Uh, I mean, since you did it in the form of a question, I, I feel like I should be doing my best Alex, Alex Trebek, but I, I can't. Um, but yes, I am not going to bury the lead because, of course, we well, are you back. You have a mustache, so. I do, I do. So I could be 90s Trebek. That, that, that is true. Um, anal bum cover. Uh, we, we do have a guest, uh, a guest joining us today, Dave. We do, Eric. And, uh, and it, he is a returning guest. So, yes. So coming in, uh, I, I'm still going to say we're coming in hot off of San Diego Comic-Con because it was a big deal this year. There were a lot of fun reveals. Um, it was, it was there cool. There was a Comic-Con. There, there was, uh, in fact, a Comic-Con. So I am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with that vernacular. And I'm going to say coming in hot off of uh, the return to Comic-Con. Um, and some huge announcements uh, company-wide. I mean, we, we've got a, a 40th anniversary. We've got tons of new licenses and, and, and a big, splashy pro wrestling license. Um, joining us once again on the pod, we, we welcome back our friend Zach Oat of Diamond Select Toys. Zach, welcome, uh, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you for having me back. I feel, I feel uh, so honored being uh, brought back. Usually I'm not invited back to many places. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe. How could you? How could you not be invited back, dude? I I, I guess I make myself unwelcome wherever I go. Well, well, certainly not here. We we are super stoked to have you back on, um, especially with all of the fun announcements that uh, that we just hinted at. Um, but before we we kind of dive into all of that, uh, what are, what have you been collecting these days? Uh, you know it's um. It's a bit of a cop out to say that I collect a lot of DST. Uh, I I collect a lot of stuff. I uh, I, I I collect pops. I, I collect Transformers and GI Joe and everything. But um, in terms of what I actually, uh, the amount of room I have, uh, I don't have a lot of room to actually collect stuff. I don't have a storage area, and my shed is full of DST stuff uh, that I've collected over the years. But um, uh, mini mates. Whenever a new set of mini mates comes out, I go crazy for them. Um, I do collect Matchbox uh, and Hot Wheels, so I've got a big wall full of them. Um, uh, I collect uh, the Dorbs by Funko, uh, small stuff that I can fit into my uh, collecting nook. Um, but uh, big stuff, I just don't have any room for, uh, unless it's something really cool that we made that I, I just have to own. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to cop out and say DST uh, items because uh, we do uh, a lot of different stuff and uh, it's all cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that could be a, you, you could be worse off. I mean, that you, you have a, a lot to choose from, lots of, lots of fun IPs and form factors and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that, speak, speaking of the Matchbox and Hot Wheels, though, have you, have you seen they've gotten into the fingerboard decks? They've, they've been putting out uh, skateboards now. I have not. I haven't come across those yet. Uh, I know they do a lot of different crazy stuff. Like they do like the Lego brick building ones. I really like the, the realistic cars more than the like really fun, crazy cars. Um, but, 
uh, yeah, no, I, I'll if I see a Batmobile, I'm a sucker for a Batmobile. So anytime I see a Batmobile, I'm sure to pick it up. Um, but uh, you know, if I'm not buying them new off the rack at like uh, uh, you know Dollar General or Dollar Tree or something like that, then I'm uh, I'm looking at bags at the, the thrift store and seeing if there's any cool ones in there. I like finding old ones. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a fun hobby I do with my with my son. He loves Matchbox too, and uh, um, but. Uh, but I do love action figures. Um, I have a, a lot of DST figures that I'm always setting up and taking pictures with. So um, I'm still still a non-car toy guy at heart. So um, for those who aren't familiar with you or who missed the first time you were on, Zach, remind our listeners what you do over at Diamond Select. Uh, my title is Marketing Supervisor. So um, I kind of oversee stuff that we do for um, for social media and advertising. Um, I write a lot of copy, um, uh, in terms of, um, catalog and packaging and, um, uh, ad text and stuff like that. Um, I reach out to a lot of, um, influencers and celebrities. Uh, I work with a lot of reviewers, um, and, uh, uh every now and then they let me take pictures of stuff or, uh, do like a TikTok and something like that. But, uh, for the most part, I do a lot of editing and copy editing and, uh, writing. Um, but it's, uh, something different every day. Cause, uh, like you said, we have a lot of IPs and we have a lot of, um, different categories of product. So, so we mentioned it, uh, you know, at the top in the intro, but, uh, San Diego comic-con just recently wrapped and, and, uh, it was, it was back in person. So, so what was it like, uh, being there? What was, what was the vibe? What was the energy like? You guys had an awesome looking booth, uh, that we saw via, via photos, but, uh, just tell us a little bit about, uh, the, the con experience for you. Uh, it was, uh, it was a good show. It was maybe a little, uh, more sedate and quiet, uh, apprehensive than, uh, than past years, but, um, but we had some good sales and, uh, we had a lot of good response to the stuff we showed off and, um, yeah, yeah, some good interviews with people. Um, we had a, a good event with the AEW uh, wrestlers that came by our booth, and um, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good show. And then in the evening, you know, it's it, you're on your feet all day, but then in the evening you get to sit down and have a nice dinner with uh, your friends and coworkers. So um, it's uh, not all work, but it was uh, it was um, it was a good show, good show for the company. Yeah, your your con offerings this year were were awesome. That whole VHS set. The, the two Cobra Kai figures and the the Bruce Lee and the um the John Wick and those in those VHS style like almost like uh like Disney style clamshells were fantastic. Oh thank you. Yeah they did really well at the show. I think we sold out of uh, Bruce Lee and John Wick and I think we only had a few of the Cobra Kai's left at the end. Uh we also sold out of our um our uh, Nightcrawler statue uh, in his X Force outfit. Um and uh, what else do we have there? We had a, a great animated style Spider-Man bust uh, that did really well. And there were a couple of things that didn't make it. Like we had a really cool uh, Phoenix Gallery diorama that just, uh, you know, with all the transportation issues that have been going on since COVID, uh, just didn't make it there in time. And, um, uh, you know, just shipping shipping issues. But, uh, but we're going to have uh, some cool exclusives at New York Comic Con. So hopefully. And we've also been launching a lot of things for the 40th anniversary of Diamond. Um, so there's been a lot of exclusives this year. Uh, we just missed out on a couple at San Diego, but um, hopefully people like what we're offering. Yeah, and um, ahead of the big event, Diamond revealed that it obtained the license to produce AEW collectibles. Uh, the CM Punk and Sting 2-pack, I think, were, were Comic-Con, right? Um, how did that come about? Uh, that, um, I think, if it happened because... Um, you know, when it comes to licensing, uh, the people who work for the different companies, you know, to work with the licensees, you know, they move around a little bit, you know, they'll move from company to company. And when you've worked with somebody at one company, then they go to another company, um, you know, you, you, they bring that relationship along with them. So, you know, you've, if there's somebody you've worked with in the past, then, you know, you're more likely to work with them in the future. And, uh, I think, uh, AEW is just looking for, you know, somebody else to partner with on merch, uh, in addition to, you know, their great success with the Jazzwares line. And, um, and I think they just, uh, they, they liked what we did. They liked our action figures. They liked our statues. They liked our, um, the whole mini mates, uh, line. And, uh, yeah, we got a couple different categories with them. Uh, we're going to do mini mates, uh, the Vinnie mates, four inch figures that we did the exclusive two pack for, uh, San Diego. Uh, those will probably be more exclusive, uh, style, uh, offerings. Um, but the mini mates are going to be, uh, offered at stores. Uh, the gallery dioramas, we showed off a couple new ones, um, 
uh, at the booth. Um, and uh, we've got like three or four more in development. Uh, and then uh, I think we're also working on some uh, higher end resin items as well. So we'll see how those are going. I think the first one is designed and um, uh, I'm not sure who, who's going to, how many, how often we're going to put out a resin piece, but uh, we've got a lot of gallery dioramas lined up. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. Cause like we're, we're in this really kind of this, uh, this, this wrestling collectible renaissance right now, you know, whether it's you know indie toy makers out there like like Zombie Sailor and and Chella, you know to you know like you mentioned you know what what Jazzwares is doing with AEW and and of course what what Mattel continues to do with WWE and and now you guys coming into the fold with these you know with with your your gallery diorama pieces and and of course the 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 mini mates and Vinnie mates it's just like there is a a such a wide selection of wrestling collectibles out there I don't and I completely forgot to mention the trading cards too are, are back like they've never been you know before so it's it's just it's wild to see all of the different um you know collecting opportunities for for wrestling right now yeah and you know i've seen a lot of quotes going back and forth um between AEW and wwe saying you know that each of the other is glad that the other league is doing well and i think it's a case of you know a rising tide lifts all boats or however they say it. So, I mean, um, you know, as, as you get more and more interest in the two leagues and they're, you know, they're going head to head and they're, each one is making the other one do better. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get more cool products uh, to go along with that. And, um, and that goes for the, the indie wrestling too, the, the, and the classic legends that you're seeing in those smaller toy lines. So, so what's your, um, you know, do, do you have like a, a background in wrestling or are you a, are you a fan just a you know, out of, out of curiosity? Cause you know, D- Dave and I are both, you know, I would say at, at this point, Dave, I, I'm probably as, as avid as, as you are, but, uh, you know, we, we, we watch, you know, weekly, How, what's, what's kind of like your, your relationship with, with wrestling? Um, you know, I wasn't, I grew up in the eighties, but I wasn't really big into the rock and wrestling thing. You know, I don't even think I really watched the cartoon. Um, it was, I knew who everybody was. Um, but, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily like a a watcher or a fan. I doubt my parents would have let me watch it when I was a kid. Um, but uh, I started watching it in the nineties, um, WWE and WCW, um, uh, with friends and, um, playing the wrestling games, uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and, uh, yeah, now I watch it when, when AEW started, I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's some, something I can get on board at the ground level. Cause I hadn't watched WWE in a while. Uh, I used to watch it with my boss at wizard entertainment. Uh, we'd go over to his house for the pay-per-views. I mostly watched the pay-per-views. Um, and, uh, then, uh, when AEW came out, I watched the first episode and I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of wrestlers that I really liked and, um, I didn't really, you know, get on board watching it regularly for a while. But once I found out we got the license, I started back in on it. And uh, I've been kind of hooked. Uh, I've been watching AEW with my kids and um, and they love it. And uh, yeah, we've all got our favorites. Um, but uh, primarily AEW. I don't really watch WWE right now, but I try to keep track of what's going on over there and who's hot and who's getting toys. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, for the most part, I'm I'm all AEW. Yeah, and, and a really cool like gallery diorama piece to kick it off with with uh CM Punk and his kind of signature, you know, cross legged in um promo pose, which very awesome, very cool to see. Yeah, that one came out really great. Uh it was designed by Gabriel Casada. He does uh he does all of our um di- uh dioramas for W for AEW. And um and we had John Moxley on display as well. He's still being revised, um, but um, uh, he's going to be, I think, probably the second one. And then we've got a few others that are um, uh, that are in the sculpting stages, actually. So uh, hopefully we'll be showing off with soliciting Moxley in the next couple months and then another one a couple months after that. Um, I don't know how many we're going to have on pre-order before we release Punk. Um, we don't like to have too many in the pre-order hopper. We like people to be able to, you know, see what how one does before they have to order the third one you know um so uh you know with all the delays in terms of manufacturing it makes that a little bit more difficult because you don't want to stretch it out too far um but uh but i i I, the second one looks great i think with moxley uh standing on top of that uh, divider and then uh, the third one's going to be even cooler so hopefully everybody likes that one as well um and uh, the statue is going to be um you know um it's going to be somebody we've done a gallery of, but it's going to be a very cool piece. 
Uh, so hopefully people dig that as well. I'm most excited about the mini mates really. Cause, uh, uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, they, to get all that little detail of the tattoos in on those two inch figures, it's, um, it's really amazing. You know, the, the design that goes into the pieces, um, and they're going to be, uh, they're going to be come with a lot of wrestling gear and you'll be able to pose them in all sorts of poses. Um, uh, you come with chairs and tables and, uh, bats and stuff like that. And, uh, we're working on some bigger things to go along with that. So hopefully people, people dig that. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say, uh, you know, with with the mini mates and kind of just the nature of of wrestling figures, you know, whether you know, regardless of scale, it's gonna be interesting to see how people kind of fit those diorama pieces into their displays, you know, their wrestling displays. But you know, with with those mini mates, I mean, like the world is kind of your oyster, like rings and entrance stages. Like at that scale, you have the ability to kind of make, you know anything play play sets really i mean what it boils down to and it, that would be that would be incredible yeah you can definitely do a lot more when you're dealing with that smaller scale um and uh you know you can set up so if you're a wrestling fan and you don't you're a little uh uncomfortable setting up a lot of wrestling figures on your uh, desk at work you know you can set up these little guys and maybe unobtrusively put them in a corner and you know have them doing moves when you got when you're on your break and stuff like that. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of mini mates and they're interchangeable too. So um, hopefully there'll be there'll be some stuff with like uh, we're doing an Orange Cassidy where he'll come in his his jacket, but then you can uh, switch it out and have him be bare chested for when he wrestles. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Very cool. Um, earlier this year, Diamond also announced a partnership with Jean Claude Van Damme, and uh, we saw a great looking piece by Eamon O'Donoghue and. Rocco Tartamella go up for pre-order. Um, will there be any JCVD action figures coming? Yes. I'm not sure if we ended up putting out a press release about that. Um, I think we did. Um, but we're going to be doing a, a, a lot of different um, a lot of different types of products um, for that. Uh, I don't know if we're doing resin pieces, um, but we're going to do uh, some action figures for sure. I think we're, we're pretty close to offering the first one. Um, and uh, I... I know it's been pushed back a couple of times just because we're working on wrapping it up um, and getting it approved, but uh, it should be offered before the end of the year. Uh, the first Van Damme action figure. Awesome. I, I, I cannot wait to see that, especially like I love the Bruce Lee ones so much um, that like, it just feels like, like that's, that's a, that's a matchup we, we never got on screen, but, but deserved. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that's going to be, like you know, I'm I'm I know you can't say, but my fingers are crossed for like Bloodsport. Because yeah, there there's just so many options with him. You know, uh, Time Cop is another one, right? <laughs> um, you know, like like those uh, those those uh, all those different looks that he had in the in the eighties. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how our license works in terms of like you know the different outfits that we can do because obviously the different movies are all from different studios. Um, yeah, uh, but we the deal we had with Bruce Lee was we we could really make him in in a variety of outfits based on you know his photographic archives. Um, so there were costumes we could use from different movies, even though we weren't necessarily licensing other characters from those movies. So I think the Jean Claude Van Damme might be sort of a similar. So you'll see a lot of outfits that you know are go fit in with those movies. Um, but I, we're not going to see like any bolo figures or anything like that to go along with them. At least not at first. If they did, if the line does really well, you know maybe we can look at that in terms of expanding. But um, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, I just watched Double Impact again uh, after a long uh, while, and it's uh, it still holds up. It's still a great film. I, I saw your post. Uh, yeah, I mean you got to give a guy credit for playing two two characters in one movie that are that are so so vastly different. <laughs> yeah, I mean I was really impressed. Uh, you know, I, I I think of him as you know being sort of. Um, before rewatching it, I had thought of him being sort of like, um, you know, I don't want to call him. I don't want to say he's 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 one note. I thought of him as being like, you know, he play has a type he plays. You know, that sort of, um, you know, uh, innocent but um, but you know, very dangerous person. Uh, but he really does play two completely different characters in that movie, and uh, he does a great job with it as well. Um, you know, the effects are you know leave a little bit to be desired, but the um, but the performance I think is is really great. I will say if you're if you're diving into his catalog and rewatching some things, if you have <clears throat> if you have a certain memory of the Street Fighter film and 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 how that all played out, just let that live in your head the way that it is. Don't go back and rewatch that one. 
<laughs> no, no, you know, no, no shade to anyone, you know, involved in making that film, acting in it, but like, just, just don't let that let that live in your memory as as that as exactly how you mem- uh, remember it. Because I, I promise you, if you rewatch that one, it's 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 tough. It's not it's not a fun re- <laughs> rewatch. <laughs> I'm you know I'm not a huge gamer, so I'm not entirely sure that I have actually seen the Street Fighter movie. I'm a fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I don't think I've actually seen it. I recently, only recently, like in the past year, watched Mortal Kombat for probably the first time. Um, and that one, I think, definitely uh, definitely doesn't necessarily hold up as well. But um, but uh, but Street Fighter is one that I actually might need to go watch because I just haven't, I just don't think I've seen it. Okay, fair enough. If you've never seen it before, it's it's definitely something that's that's worth watching at least once. Um, <laughs> just, just for the sake of, of having been able to say that you watched it. Yeah. That's... yeah. I'm, you know, I, I probably shamed myself by saying right now that I haven't, but, uh, uh, I, I want to be completely honest here. I want to come clean. I want, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I don't want to have any sort of, you know, regrets. Uh, D D movie confessions with adventures in <laughs> collecting. That's, <laughs> we have, we, we have a spinoff, Dave. We have a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> So, so from inside the ring uh, to to Lord of the Rings, um, the super popular Lord of the Rings line um, continues on with the the Boromir and Lurtz figures that uh, that you guys showed off during the con. Um, can we expect more figure announcements uh, for Lord of the Rings in, in 2023? Uh, yes, I don't know if we'll have another assortment offered. We're going to offer that assortment pretty soon. I think we're just waiting to hear on uh, approvals for Boromir. Um, but uh, I don't know if we're gonna uh, we're definitely gonna offer it before the end of the year. I don't know if we're gonna offer a second, a next, the next assortment series six um, before the end of the year. But um, but I hope we'll have it uh, uh, offered in early 2023 because um, it's um, we've and we've got several waves in development. So, um, so uh, I don't know where all of them are in the design stage, but we've got uh, a line plan that goes out several waves. So. Um, Hopefully people will be happy uh, with the characters we've chosen. Uh, you know, our primary goal is completing the fellowship. Um, but we also want to mix in some you know, key characters, especially bad guys. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll see, uh, we'll definitely see a couple of the series released in 2023. Um, whether or not we'll see them both offered before the end of the year, I'm not sure. Now the, the Sauron build a figure was, was, a lot of fun. I mean, it's an, it's an awesome figure, you know, kind of watching something that scale come together. Uh, are you, are there plans to do something like that again in the future waves or are these going to kind of just be two figure, two figure, uh, collections kind of going forward? As far as I know, we're not going to be doing more build a figures going forward. Um, we have talked, um, I think we've talked about this in the past. Uh, we have talked about larger scale figures. Um, as uh you know separate releases uh i think we're still looking into that whether you know the the cost of doing some of those things is pretty high whether you're doing it in, as a diorama pvc or um or a resin statue it's you know they're they're both pretty expensive pieces to make just due to the scale involved um but i think we are we haven't given up on it so i i keep pushing for it i think we're gonna you know we're gonna keep keep thinking about it and uh, hopefully we can figure something out. Um, I don't know if we're going to look into doing some sort of uh, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, but um, uh, that would be, that would be my, my uh, thought as far as making something like that happen, but we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely precedent, you know, uh, in, in the industry for, for things like that, because with the amount of detail that, um, you know that that Amon and um, and Gentle Giant are putting into these things. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm looking at Gollum, you know, perched on his rock as as I'm saying this. But um, you know, I, I think that uh, the fan base would love to have some of those bigger pieces. You know, like a, like a cave troll, or of course, like we mentioned, you know, last time we had you on, like like Balrog. You know, it would be it would be awesome to have. Um, you know, have pieces like that to go with this collection. Hundred percent agree. Absolutely. So, two with the um, with the new Prime series uh, coming out. Uh, do, does this kind of does this line? Uh, is it really kind of locked into the, the first three films, or you know, can can collectors kind of expect to see maybe some new characters 
as that uh, that Prime show comes out. We're focusing on the first three movies for now. Um, you know, there's a lot of characters still to be made, uh, a lot of characters people want. Um, you know, uh, we're never going to do, you know, the, the in-depth um, number of figures that, Lord, that Toy Biz did. I mean, they did, you know, like 100 different figures and characters. Um, but, um, you know, we want it to be, uh, uh, you know, to hit all the key spots. And I think if we end up doing that, I think we will see how it goes and we'll look at it down the road. I know that if, um, you know, if the line keeps going and is successful, we definitely want to do some stuff for the Hobbit as well. So, um, we'll see how that goes and then, uh, we'll see how the show goes and, uh, you know, our, I'm sure we'll be able to, to talk to them about possibilities in the future. Awesome. Yeah. I think people are just going to be excited to hear that there are, you know, kind of future plans and like, you know, there, there's, there's a, you know, there's a, 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 an array of figures coming because I think that's always the fear, right? Especially something with, you know, to, to that point, you know, with the, the kind of scope of characters as the, the Lord of the Rings kind of lore that like all of a sudden it's like, you know, the team's not going to be complete and, you know, something happens with the license or, you know, the, the gears kind of switch and move to some, you know, some other part of the property. So, uh, you know, I think I think people are going to be really happy with that news. Good, good. I mean, I, th- I think people definitely, you know, I think as long as the sales stay there, we'll be able to get to, you know, all the characters that people want. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think Lurtz and Bormir is a strong wave, and I, I hope um, people want to get those two figures just to make them fight. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that'll be uh, another successful wave for us. Um, so far, we've been doing real good. So um, fingers crossed it keeps going. Now, are there plans to include, um, you know, kind of holes in Boromir so that way we can just kind of <laughs> fill him with arrows or? <laughs> well, we're going to fill him with magnets and we're going to put metal mag- metal on all of the arrowheads and we we'll just, <laughs> just throw them at him and they'll just stay right there. No, I, I, I'm not aware of anything like that, but uh, but you've got me thinking now and uh, I'm going to make some suggestions. Hey, listen, that's it, like, you know. You guys did that awesome previews previews world exclusive of uh, of the, the the clear variant uh, Frodo and and Gollum, a Boromir in a box just with a bunch <laughs> of arrows sticking out of him. Um, that's got that's got con exclusive written all over it. Just just saying, we'll, we'll take no credit for it if if it happens. Uh, I think uh, I think San Diego twenty twenty three is shaping up real nice. <laughs> Which is just like peak Sean Bean because he never makes it out of a movie. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to commemorate that somehow. The the best Sean, well, I mean, Sean Bean's a wonderful actor. I'm sure he's a lovely human, but like in terms of his appearance in in fictional, uh, you know, <laughs> fictional stories, a dead Sean Bean is kind of like it's co- it's a common card. If it, if it, if if it were uh, trading cards, a dead Sean Bean would be like the most common. <laughs> Of trading cards. Yeah, a character, a movie in which uh, his character does not make it to the end of the movie. I think that was like a thing for a while, like like uh, like like an early internet meme where every, I was gonna say it was an early meme. Yeah, where every every time he announced he was in a film, like <laughs> the question was like, oh well, we know who's not making it to the end of this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a tragic figure. Yeah, and 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 he's such a lovely actor too. Like he's great in everything that he's in. It's just he's he's always he's always biting it. <laughs> All right, so with that, uh, we're gonna head into some uh, some Q and A. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As we always do when we have a guest on the show, uh, we posted announcing uh, said guest. And we give our followers a chance to submit questions. So um, if you would like a chance to submit questions for a future episode of Adventures in Collecting, uh, make sure you're following us at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Because when we do have a guest, we'll put uh, a post and a story up. Uh, so that way you can submit questions. And uh, and today's questions, uh, you will hear, let's see, how many do we have? We have one, two, three, four, five. Six questions from uh, from followers. Some of them are kind of like an amalgam. But um, Zach, are you ready for some some Q and A? Dave, would you like to do the first one? I would. Many have asked this question: Do you have any status update on the Invader Zim figures that were announced? Yes. Uh, I don't know if I have a timeline. I don't know if I have like a new release date or anything like that, but I know that we have uh, run into a, some problems with manufacturing because, um, well, you know, the uh, as awesome a designer as um, as uh, Jonan Vasquez is, the, uh, the limbs of all the characters are very thin. And when you're uh, showing off a resin figure, you know, they'll stand up. But when you're making it out of PVC plastic, uh, then um, you run into support issues. So we're trying to make them um, look good and stand up properly. Uh, and uh, uh, I think that we're working on that product problem right now, and hopefully we'll have an answer uh, in the next couple of months, and uh, we'll be able to figure something out before the end of the year. Um, so uh, I'll keep everybody posted. Uh, we'll keep everybody posted online. Um, uh, they may have already solved the problem for all I know. I'm not involved in every uh aspect of production uh, a lot of them i'm not involved in at all um but uh i will keep an ear out and try to get the word out to people awesome um so our next question we actually already answered i'm just realizing as i'm going through here um at craig stuff friend of the pod asks uh are there plans to complete the fellowship for the lord of the rings line yes that is the plan that is 100 percent the plan uh, we've got uh, a line plan set out to, I think, wave series 10 and um, the fellowship factors in every wave, I believe. And um, hopefully people uh, are cool with the uh, rollout schedule uh, and the rollout speed. Uh, so stick with it and uh, you will have a fellowship. So remember, Lord of the Rings collectors, the figures arrive not early or late, but precisely when they mean to. That's exactly that's, that's what it is. <laughs> at Gizmodo Rama asks with the recent announcements of re-releases is it at all possible that we see a re-release of the real Ghostbusters figures uh let's see uh I guess we've announced the Pacific Rim Uprising re-releases and we've announced them uh, well we we're always putting out uh, Muppets best ofs and um Nightmare Before Christmas best ofs um as far as I know we do not have any current action figure plans for real ghostbusters um uh there the license was with others uh, i don't know if it still is with others but um i don't think we have any plans to reissue them in the near future but that doesn't mean that we uh can't consider it in the in the farther future um so we'll have to i'll again we'll have to keep you posted um but right now there are no current plans all right our next one comes from at bison1780 and they ask, does Diamond Select ever consider revisiting a figure, like, for instance, Green Goblin, to update articulation? We often consider revisiting characters that we think need um, a new version. Um, if it's something that, um, you know, makes sense or is a different costume that we can do or something like that. We, you know, we've done it with Spider-Man. We've done it with... We've actually done it with Green Goblin. We did a classic Green Goblin that was uh, not very poseable, um, came with a Spider-Man tied up in a rope. Uh, and then we went and did a modern Green Goblin that was a lot more poseable than that one. Um, 
whether we would revisit Green Goblin a third time, uh, not sure. Um, you know, we've done a couple different Thors, comic Thors, uh, oh, three different comic Thors. Um, we've done, uh, um, we are looking at other characters that need revisions um, and, you know, need new versions. Um, but I think getting another Green Goblin, um, very rarely will, not at all will we go back and add articulation to a previously released figure. Um, it's going to take up, um, it's going to be one more new figure we can't make that year. And it's going to, um, you know, uh, there are a lot of different contractual um, considerations to bring into account that I can't talk about uh, too in depth. But um, but it's unlikely that we would go back and add articulation to a figure we've already released. Um, I'll just put it at that. Um, but whether or not, you know, a new Green Goblin might happen down the road, if he gets a new costume, a new look, new artist, um, Disney store wants to do a green goblin, uh, you know, then, um, I never say never is what uh, my boss always says. Um, Chuck, uh, who, uh, some people, uh, use that as a punchline a lot, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's true. You know, we, who, whoever thought that certain things would happen and then, uh, and then they do. So we get a lot of questions about like if or when particular characters are coming in select form. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how these characters are selected and if there is a preferred way to make requests for characters known? We have looked at past polls. Um, there was a poll on the Foosh a while back that we um, re revisited for some characters um, not too, too long ago. Uh, Titanium Man was one that had gotten a lot of votes way back in the day. Um, and then no one ever made him. Uh, no one ever made a classic Titanium Man. Uh, so we did. And it turned out really great, and a lot of people wanted it, and it sold real well. Um, there's another poll that uh, they did on uh, the Marvel Select Collector Group on Facebook, um, which uh, <laughs> which they actually did in response to the Titanium Man because they didn't think the Titanium Man was a very good choice. So they started their own poll, uh, <laughs> and it, and it um, uh, there's a lot of characters on there that we wouldn't necessarily consider right off the bat. Like um, I doubt we'll ever do a Galactus or a Sentinel just because. Um, Again, contractual stuff, but I think um, if it doesn't fit into our packaging, uh, current packaging, then it's probably not very likely. Um, but, uh, but they had a lot of great suggestions, and we've looked at a lot of those. Um, some of those uh, higher-up ranking characters are going to be made. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I think somebody was asking about uh, the FF, uh, whether we're going to do more FF. I may be jumping ahead to the next question, but um, they've definitely been... Um, uh, considered for future releases. So I can't uh, get too in-depth to it, but um, we know people want the rest of the FF, and uh, we know people want more X-Men. Uh, we've got an X-Men in the works for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, we saw that the Titanium Men did really well, so we're going to see what else we can do that might go along with it. So so in terms of, like, j just sticking specifically to Marvel for a moment, like, the character selection process, is it is it kind of like situations where you know marvel you know reaches out and says like this character is a priority you know whether it's something that's that's movie related or or um or you know even something that's going on that's like hot in the comics or is it more like you know you guys just kind of get to decide you know based on kind of the the catalog of characters if you will you know which ones you know you guys want to make you know which one you're you know, the designers are interested in, like, like how does that process actually work for, for diamond select? Um, it is a lot of what we're interested in. Um, you know, if something is really hot in the comics, you know, we may want to wait and see if it's got like, you know, sticking power, whether it's going to stay around for a little while before we, you know, rush out and make a figure of it. Um, uh, but, um, very rarely does Marvel come to us and say, hey, why don't you make this guy? We do um, listen, you know, to, to some of our customers when it comes to, like, the Disney store. Um, you know, if there's somebody, there somebody that they want to have a figure of, and we'll, you know, look into doing it for them. Um, but uh, but uh, usually it's, um, you know, we ask if we can do somebody, and, you know, and, and then, you know, they see if it works into their, their scheduling and their, you know, plans for the character and that sort of thing. Um, so... You know, sometimes it doesn't work out with movie characters. Um, if it's, you know, a question of timing, um, you know, whether it's going to be, uh, whether it's going to be able to come out at the same time as the, the, the entertainment. Um, but there is, uh, you know, there is a certain um, amount of uh, fan 
wish listing that goes on, not just in the fan base, but uh, inside the office as well. So um, every now and then I get to throw in my two cents about who I think would make be a, a good choice, um, not only based on, um, you know, fan votes, but also based on, you know, what we've done and um, and who would make sense to pair up with them and just who would be really cool and who would make sense for the line, who we could put a lot of detail into, um, who has not been done in our line before, um, you know, what area of the Marvel Universe could stand to be expanded in the Diamond Select, Marvel Select line. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it, um, but uh, we really do try to listen to the fans whenever possible, you know, whether it's directly them saying they want this Marvel Select or whether it's based on, you know, popularity of certain characters um in the comics awesome um and our our last q a question comes from a friend of the pod creepy nj um he says i loved the build a diorama waves from past releases do you think that will ever make a return uh let's see um you know we've um we've partially shifted a lot of our packaging away from select packaging, which allowed for a lot of that stuff to deluxe packaging, which, um, you know, is a little bit more streamlined. A lot of people, you know, thought the selects was a lot of wasted space. Um, but it did make a lot of stuff possible. Um, with the cost of, uh, everything going up, uh, you know, the doing larger scale dioramas like that is not as feasible anymore, but we certainly haven't ruled it out in the future. Um, I'm not sure who I can point to as us doing something in the future that might have that, but uh, we do want to make more uh, night before Christmas characters. We've talked about that and those have often had the diorama element, um, whether we'll do, you know, Marvel select figures that have more diorama elements. I'm not sure. Um, we'll have to look at, see if the next X-Men uh, can come with, um, you know, some more of the uh, danger room diorama. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what else to point to as, um, being diorama based, we try to include, you know, accessories when that makes sense, whenever possible. Um, and you know, some of those can be on the larger side, depending on what they are. But, um, I don't want to say we're getting away from it, but it's certainly not as, it doesn't make as much sense as it used to, um, in terms of financially and, um, just logistically. With that, that wraps up our uh, our social media Q and A. So, thank you uh, to everybody for submitting your questions. And, and Zach, you you made it through it, man. We did it. <laughs> thank you. That was that was painless. Painless. Thank you guys for submitting questions. I really appreciate it. That uh, that you actually wanted me to hear to hear me talk about something. Of course, I don't know. I don't know where all of this uh, this uh, this insecurity is coming from here, Zach. Because you're you're <laughs> a uh, you're a wealth of knowledge, man. Um, I, uh, I appreciate that. So we had to we had to make a, a a last minute pivot here because we have a final question that we ask all of our guests, but we have not had a repeating guest in the capacity of this interview. Like we've had we've had guests that have been on before that have come on with like other guests with them. You know, have like kind of brought others with them. So we we haven't had the the chance to ask a final question to the same guest twice. So, um, Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask this alternate final question? Yes, we will enter the multiverse of final questions. <laughs> the last time we had you on, you answered that your favorite slash strangest piece in your collection was your toy fair Zach as Iron Man. So this time, we ask, what is the one toy or collectible you've always wanted but could never get? Oh, gosh. Um, well, when I was a kid, I always flipped through the... Um, my dad... We grew, I grew up near Rhode Island, so um, my dad knew some people at Hasbro, and so uh, and he went into toy fair a couple of times in New York, and... He once brought me back in 1985, I want to say, a Hasbro toy catalog. And I flipped through that thing for hours until the spine dissolved and it was just a pile of pages. Um, but, uh, you know, I admired all of the big G.I. Joe vehicles and all the big uh, Transformers vehicles and cities and dinosaurs that there were. Um, so, I mean, I think I, in the back of my head, I always wanted a USS flag. But, uh, 
but I, I never had anything that big. I think the biggest thing I had was the armored personnel carrier, which which was very cool, um, but uh, but certainly not USS flag size. Uh, I think I might have even known somebody with a flag. Uh, um, I'm not 100% sure about that. But if there was one I really wanted to get, uh, a toy I really wanted to get that I could never get, uh, it would be uh, anything from the um, unproduced line of cops action figures. Um, I used to have uh, a full collection. I've pared everything down uh, when I was uh, uh, moving to a new place, but uh, I used to have the complete cops collection, everything they released. And, um, and we did a big story in, uh, in Toy Fair magazine about, um, about the cop series and how there was, you know, all the stuff that didn't get made. And we found, you know, catalog pictures of what almost happened. And there's so many great characters uh, that would have shown up in that unproduced series um, of cops and crooks. And uh, if I could go back, I would, uh, I would buy back all of my, all my cops figures and I would uh, somehow track down those prototypes and uh, try to get at least one into my collection. I had the privilege of interviewing uh, some of the artists behind that line, uh, Bart Sears and uh, Richard Marsej, uh, who both did character designs uh, and packaging artwork for uh for the line and um and uh it was one of the one of the f- pinnacles of my career to be able to put that story together for toy fair man that that uh that toy line i don't know a whole lot about it but i have very fond memories of that one dude with like the pink shirt and the white pants and the beard and like the beard like i i don't know what character it was but like that was such a cool action figure that like ended up in kind of like the the miscellaneous bin. Um, he was a driver. That was Turbo Two Tone, and he drove one of the crooks, crooks vehicles. He had like a crazy handlebar mustache kind of thing, or like uh, you know, that connected to his sideburns. And uh, uh, yeah, he was definitely a cool looking character. I thought you were going to say the guy in the purple suit, Buttons McBoom Boom, because that seems to be a lot of people's favorite. Um, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of great ones. I do have one cops figure left from my collection, which is Barricade, and he was. Um, he was like the cop SWAT guy and he had like a big, he had a shield, a riot shield. And he had a, 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 a gun that they all have fired caps. They all had caps in them, but he had a gun that was like a, like a battering ram for knocking down doors and stuff. Uh, but he's one of my favorites. I still have him. Uh, but uh, they were, they were great toys and they were great character designs. And the cartoon was okay. It was an okay cartoon, but it was a, it was a, it was a toy line. I never really had as a kid, even though I watched the cartoon, but then when I grew up, I and I had money, <laughs> I, uh, I I bought myself everything I could. All these years later, I finally know the name of that figure, and I, I spot spot on Turbo Turbo Two Tone. <laughs> I have no idea what I used to call him back in the day, but like that that figure, um, that figure just kind of fit in to wherever it could. <laughs> I think I also had the blonde guy with the blue jacket. Berserker, Berserko, Berserko. Yeah, he's uh, he was uh, I think the nephew of Big Boss on the crook side. He was uh, he was he was kind of he was the dopey, the dopey, creepy, kind of crazy member of the crook gang. Oh yeah, that's Dave. You definitely had that guy too. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, I had both of those. Yeah. Oh man, I, I didn't. I actually it the the those were those were Hasbro. Yeah. Yeah, they were um, they were Hasbro. They were done kind of in the same style as uh, GI Joe in terms of articulation. Uh, they had a lot of the same articulation. Um, the figures were a little bit, you know, bulkier. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously they were five inch scale, but they were also or uh, six inch scale, but they were also like uh, very more a lot more muscular uh, for the most part. They they varied. They had some skinny skinny bucks and they had some muscular bucks, and then they had some big fat bucks. But uh, they. Um, they were definitely a Hasbro item. I don't think they were around when I had that catalog. I think they were a later release, but um, but I definitely watched the cartoon. Yeah, I might have been getting out of toys by that time. Looks like looks like nineteen eighty eight. That's that's crazy. I think that I, I yeah. I mean the the colors alone are just on on some of these like the colorways on these figures are just are so wild. It's like yeah. so. So uh, very much so a piece of, of that. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yes. A lot of pinks, a lot of light blues. I mean, the cops wore a lot of dark blue, but uh, you have Dr. Bad Vibes had some pink on him. I'm pretty sure from the brick side and uh, a lot of, a lot of popped collars going on. Dr. Bad Vibes. Oh man. What? <sighs> yeah. 
what a what a what a good what a good figure line. Well, Zach, uh, as always, man, it's it's an absolute pleasure uh, having you here uh, and and chatting toys with you. But before we let you go, uh, remind our listeners where can they find you on the internet and uh, where can they learn more about Diamond Select Toys. Uh, I'm on the internet uh, as uh, Zach Oat. Z a c h o a t at uh, I'm on TikTok I'm on Instagram uh, I don't really go on Twitter very much but um, but uh, Instagram and TikTok I try to post stuff regularly my toy photography and and other stuff uh, but DST you can find at uh, Collect DST on Twitter and Instagram and I think on TikTok as well and uh, uh, the website is DiamondSelectToys.com uh, we recently we overhauled it uh, about a year ago. Uh, maybe a little less and it's uh, a lot more user-friendly and um, uh, pretty much everything that we make is on there uh, unless it's uh, an older item that's sold out. So definitely if you're looking for something DST, check it out. Yeah. The new website rules, by the way, that's oh, excellent. Thank yeah. You. That, that was an awesome, that was an awesome change. Um, yeah. So Zach, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, once again, for, for coming on the show. We'll make sure we include, uh, links to the Diamond Select website as well as you know all of the social handles you mentioned in the show notes. So those folks that are listening, uh, you know, make sure you hit the show notes. You can just hit links that way you don't have to you know go crazy typing stuff in. Um, Zach, th- thanks again, man, for for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Dave, would you would you like to send us home? Um, it's time time to go home, everybody. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.